And welcome into 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast. My name is Anthony Stalter, joined as always by John Paulson. John, how are we doing today? Not bad. How are you doing? Good. Very good. Tell us about the music and we'll dive into the pod. Yeah, it's a band called uh, Overcoats. Uh, I just heard this is main, this is not our typical music on the on the podcast. Usually we're pretty Ooh, guitar heavy. Right. You're probably you're. I'm just warning you. You're probably not going to like the song, Anthony. <laughs> um, but I heard it the other day and uh, got pretty hooked on it. It's called "Leave If You Wanna." It's uh, from Overcoats uh, from 2019. So I put it on the Most Accurate Podcast playlist, which you can find on Spotify. Uh, if you can't find it there, go to the podcast posts on um, on the website, and there's a link to it there, and you can follow the playlist from there. All right, if you use the code TMAP, TMAP at 444, you will get 25% off any rest of season subscription. The prices were reduced, but you can get an additional 25% off with the code TMAP. If you're going to sign up and you want to give John a little extra credit, great. Click on the link in his Twitter bio, or you can click the link bit.ly backslash TMAPJohn, and that's all caps in the back there, so bit.ly backslash and this is all caps t-m-a-p-j-o-n i'm sorry j-o-h-n t-m-a-p john and sign up and he'll get a little kickback there if you don't sign up this week be sure to look for uh more sales that that are coming up certainly as we as the weeks roll on and again that uh that that link that i just mentioned if you want to give john lux credit that's at his Twitter page. Today, we're going to discuss the latest news and injuries, recap the Cardinals 49ers wild Thursday night football game, and then we'll discuss a few of John's sneaky starts for week nine. But first, a word from our sponsors. Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site, brings the heat once again with a $500,000 guaranteed rake-free contest, the Hooter Main Event, which is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind that you're going to find for Week 9. Remember, only at Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with promo code 44, and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. This podcast also, also brought to you by Iconic, a not-for-profit organization that will help you find the perfect pair of eyewear or contact lens. John, T.Y. Hilton is out for this week. Kind of late news, to the, at least to the week. Um, what's your advice to T.Y. Hilton owners who benefits from his absence? you think that Jacoby Brissett is still a usable QB1? Yeah, at least the owners found out uh, today on a Friday as opposed to having this go all the way up to kickoff, and then they're still trying to scramble to, to find, a, find a receiver. I mean, it would have been helpful to know this yesterday. Maybe somebody could have plugged in uh, Emmanuel Sanders for T.Y. Hilton uh, last night. That would have been beneficial, but... Um, we are where we are. Uh, Hilton was averaging 7.8 targets per game, so there's a sizable uh, chunk of the low-volume uh, passing game uh, that the Colts utilize uh, up for grabs. Uh, I went back to look at uh, Week 4, which is the game that Hilton missed, and according to uh, PFF, uh, the number of routes run were as follows. Uh, Deion Kane, 42. Chester Rogers, 42. Zach Pascal, uh, 38. Jack Doyle, 33. Paris Campbell, 32. Eric Ebron, 22. 22. Um, Campbell and Doyle led the way with eight targets apiece. Pascal saw seven. Uh, Rodgers and Naheem Hines each had six. And Ebron and Kane saw five. Uh, one note on Kane, he, he did lead the team in routes in week four, but he was a healthy scratch in week eight, and he really did not do much with the opportunity that he had uh, this season. So he's, he was a healthy scratch has fallen down the death chart. So I think he's probably fourth in the pecking order at best right now behind um, Pascal uh, Rogers and uh, Paris Campbell. Um, 
I think Pascal is your best bet for splash plays and big big days, uh, big yardage days. He had three usable fantasy lines this year. Uh, he's going to need to set up, uh, step up for this team if they want to continue to move the ball as they have. He had six for 106 and two touchdowns uh, this year, four for 72 in another game, two for 53 and a touchdown in another game. So he's cleared 50, 50 yards three times. Uh, Chester Rogers is not bad. He's been playing in the slot. Uh, he hasn't cracked 50 yards this year, uh, but he did have a three for 48 and a touchdown uh, day. And that was the game that Hilton missed in week four. That was six targets. Uh, last year, Rogers had uh, three games with seven or more catches. He had eight for 85, eight for 66, seven for 54 and a touchdown. So you can kind of see he's a PPR guy, uh, lower yardage, uh, more catches. Uh, so he's got more value in full PPR. He also had a four for 55 and a touchdown day last year. Um, and then Campbell, I'd like to see it before I'd really use him, but uh, his best day this season, uh, his best game was a five catch, 25 yards on eight targets. That was week in week four. Uh, so I think it's that order, Pascal, Rogers, uh, and then Campbell if you're super, super desperate. But I think Pascal and Rogers are decent plays, uh, especially Rogers against the Steelers who have trouble guarding the middle of the field. I think the Tight ends as well. Doyle and Ebron probably will play more snaps. They'll probably play more 12 personnel uh, since uh, those are two of their better players and better receivers. And uh, I think Ebron and Doyle are more streamable now at the tight end position. All right, James Conner is also doubtful for the Steelers this week. Um, Benny Snell has been ruled out, so I would imagine if he's healthy and looks like he is, time to fire up Jalen Samuels as a starter? Yeah, we were. Uh, I was talking with my FFPC co-owner, uh, Joe, and – we picked uh, Samuels up last week um, in preparation. We had Connor on our team and just had wanted to pick up Samuels because he was coming back, and uh, we didn't have much money in the fab. We got him for a buck out of a thousand. So, feeling very, very fortunate this week to have him to plug in. Um, in week four, he had ten carries, twenty-six yards, and a touchdown. Eight catches for fifty-seven yards. He's a very good receiver out of the backfield. Last year, he had a three-game stint as a starter. He averaged 18 touches for 109 total yards and .33 touchdowns. Um, so he's extra valuable in PPR formats and half PPR formats compared to standard. Maybe not as many touchdowns, uh, but quite a few receptions uh, and should rack up the catches. Uh, so full full PPR is a, really his um, best format. Um, I think this this week it's not a bad matchup against the Colts. It's not a great one either, but uh, you know you expect about four yards per carry, maybe 15, 16. Uh, carries with maybe uh, five or six uh, catches. All right, Case Keenum's out. Dwayne Haskins in as the Washington Redskins quarterback. What does this mean for Terry McLaurin? Well, Haskins has looked lost. Uh, Haskins and McLaurin went to college together and played, but they at times look like they don't know each other. Uh, so Keenum has been a lot better for McLaurin than, than Haskins has in terms of when Haskins has gotten in the game, what has McLaurin done? So this is also a pretty bad matchup against Buffalo, so I'd like to shy away from from McLaurin if I if I have any other decent to good options uh, at receiver. All right, moving forward here. Speaking of wide receiver, Devontae Adams returned to practice. He's listed as questionable. The Packers play in the late game on Sunday. What's your gut tell you about Devontae Adams and his availability this weekend? I'm actually taking uh, my wife and uh, son up to see that game. Uh, T.J. Hernandez from Four 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 is going to join us, so we're nice. going to the going to the big charger stadium it's like twenty five thousand. Uh, they're playing in a soccer stadium right now uh so every seat should be good uh so i'm hoping to see Devante, uh and i think we will according to one of the beat writers i think it was rob Damaski, he he saw adams 
Leapfrog, a standing member of the Packers staff today. Well, he oh, just jumped okay. up and jumped over the guy. So I don't think he would have done that if he was truly like a game-time decision. So we shall see what um, Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport come up with with their, with their bombs, on uh, Twitter bombs on Saturday night. Um, but I'm, I have him in uh, FFPC, and we're, I'm planning to start him, even though it's a late game. I think he's going to play. Uh, and uh, it's not a great matchup against Casey Hayward, uh, but Adams is pretty much matchup proof, and I think they'll get him back uh, in the swing of things uh, very quickly. Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson is trending in the right direction. He may return on Sunday. How does this return impact the Philadelphia passing attack? Well, if he is active, I'm going to move up uh, Carson Wentz a bit. Uh, Jackson, whenever he joins uh, or is missing from a passing attack, it, it drastically uh, impacts the, the team's yards per attempt. Uh, his speed uh, opens up things for everyone, uh, and everything just runs a lot more smoothly. And this Bears defense is not, in terms of pass defense, is not as uh, stout or as difficult as it's been in, re- in recent seasons. What's, you know, it, they're sixth against adjusted fantasy points uh, allowed to quarterbacks. Um so that's a little bit worrisome. They're also sixth in, in wide receivers, uh, but but teams have uh, been able to beat them up top. And I think uh, if you have Jackson, um, Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard, you got Aguilar running around, um, Miles Sanders coming out of the backfield, the Eagles are going to be able to move the ball. And I think uh, Jackson's return significantly helps Wentz. Sterling Shepard looks like he's good to go for week nine. What are you expecting from him in his first game back from a concussion? I have him ranked uh, as like a wide receiver four or wide receiver five in his first game back. Uh, Golden Tate has seen quite a few targets. Um, Shepard should, you know, work back into his six to eight target uh, role. Uh, this is not a good matchup against the the Cowboys, though. They're pretty much built to limit big plays on the outside. And uh, so Shepard's going to have to have like a six for 70 day to really cash in. Um, so first game back, I'm just a little bit leery, but uh, you know, if you're in a tough situation, uh, you might want to plug him in there because uh, when he's been healthy, he's been the number one target there. D.D. Westbrook is questionable for the London game. Do you feel like he starts? And if so, do you like the matchup against Houston? Well, this to me about D.D. is that it's more about um, Chris Conley than it is really D.D. I would like D.D. to sit just for my own sanity but um conley has really been picking it up lately these last two weeks when dd's been um uh, banged up conley has three for 83 and eight targets against the the Bengals in week seven uh, last week against the jets he had four for 103 and a touchdown on seven targets uh the snaps have been about the same so basically it's been a function of, of westbrook been uh, getting dinged up and um marquise lee is also out uh so if if Westbrook plays, I, I feel still feel pretty confident about Conley. Uh, if Westbrook is out, I feel really good about him in, against the, the Texans. They're 31st in just fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. All right, one more injury note, and then we'll, uh, we'll do some Thursday night stuff and some sneaky starts as well. Let's talk about Cam Newton. According to a report by NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Cam Newton is not getting better. Uh, he's you know, long way off, according to Rappaport. He's made minimal progress since going down with a foot injury in week two. Looks like he's slated to see another specialist, John. Doesn't look like Cam Newton's returning at all. Of course, Kyle Allen had his worst start last last week against a very good San Francisco 49ers team. What does this say with Cam Newton not progressing? 
about the players, the skill skill position players in that Carolina passing game? Well, I think it's still okay for Moore and Samuel. Now, against a team like San Francisco, they should have been downgraded. And um, that's the that was the toughest matchup they'll have all year. They, Tennessee's not a great matchup, but they're 15th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, they have Green Bay after that, they're 7th. And then they have a, a series of pretty good matchups, Atlanta uh, twice. Uh, New Orleans, Washington, Seattle, and Indianapolis. Uh, nobody's higher than 12th there in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And all but Indianapolis are um, 18th or worse. Uh, so the, the Packers are 7th. So once they get past the Packers in Tennessee, they have a pretty smooth road. Um, and I think Kyle Allen will be usable in certain situations as a QB2, uh, perhaps as a streamer against the Falcons. Um, but uh, in general, this is not terrible news for the receivers because they're pretty used to Allen at this point, and Cam Newton was not playing particularly well before he uh, left the, uh, with the injury. Today's episode was sponsored in part by Iconic, where you can shop name brand glasses, contacts, and sunglasses for the best possible price. Iconic seamlessly connects your eyewear, your vision insurance coverage, and your doctor's expertise with their network of over 38,000 eye doctors. Use their virtual try-on tool to see yourself in your favorite pair of glasses. John, I know you recently bought a pair of glasses from Iconic, right? Yeah, I actually got a pair of prescription Nike sunglasses. I was able to search by the size of the frames, and I have a big head, so that certainly helped. (laughs) And the site actually scanned my face for their virtual try-on feature, which was pretty cool. Uh, Uploading my prescription was easy, and my sunglasses came within a few days, so all in all, it was a good experience. Well, if you want to be like John, enjoy the view and visit iconic.com backslash T-M-A-P. That's E-Y-E-C-O-N-I-C.com backslash T-M-A-P to shop 60 high-quality name brands, including Nike, Ray-Ban, Oakley, and AccuView. Get free shipping and returns, price matching, and a complimentary frame adjustment, plus save up to $220 when you apply for your insurance. Don't have insurance? Use the code TMAP to get 10% off your entire order. Iconic is looking out for your eyes. One note on that Iconic link, the TMAP has to be in all caps for the link to work. So TMAP needs to be in all caps for that link to work. This podcast is also brought to you by Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site in the business. Brings the heat again with $500,000 guaranteed rake-free contest. It's called the Hooter Main Event with its $70,000 first place payout. This is the largest and only rake-free contest running anywhere for NFL in Week 9. That's right, Fantasy Draft is the only daily fantasy site where you can play contests with no management fees taken out of the prize pools 100% of the time. Not just for a limited time, for promotional contests. It's 100% of the time. Listen, as other fantasy sites continue to raise rake, prize pools are being squeezed, making it harder for players like yourself to win. Whether you call it rake, commission, or management fee, the days of paying 10, 12, or even 16% of your entry free, free fees to co- uh, fantasy companies are over. No longer will you lose 30% of your bankroll to the house. Sign up at fantasydraft.com today with promo code 444, and you'll get a free seven day trial on your first $1,000 of rake free entry fees. That's fantasydraft.com, promo code 444. Don't miss your shot on millions of dollars in rake free contest this season. Start by playing at fantasydraft.com today. Your bankroll is certainly going to love it. Thursday night football game. The 49ers beat the Cardinals. Arizona gave them a game in the second half, though, that's for sure. Three days after being traded 
and his coach Cliff Kingsbury saying that he would play in court some capacity with a manageable workload. Kenyon Drake finished with 15 carries for 110, 110 yards and a touchdown. Also added four catches and 52 yards on four targets as a receiver. John, you had you had him ranked RB27 in PPR formats. How do you go about ranking a player like like this uh, in this type of situation when not a lot was expected against a very good San Francisco defense? Well, I think we can affirm that Cliff Kingsbury is a known liar. <laughs> uh, between that and the, the David Johnson, uh, Chase Edmonds debacle up in New York when everybody started DJ and he played a snap and then came out and Edmonds had three touchdowns or whatever. Um, it's becoming one of the bigger headaches, this this backfield, and it may get worse as they get healthier. Um, but, you know, reading the tea leaves, going off of what they were saying, you know, you don't know if Kling- Kingsbury is lying too much like they're they're expect they're like a manageable workload and will play means that they actually he won't actually won't play in his first game three days after he was traded for or that he's going to be the the bell cow which he was last night and you know regular readers know that i'm a big Kenyon drake fan i pulled up my article from from may is Kenyon drake a post-type sleeper i know there's four for four subscribers that have drake on their team or they had him on their team and then they cut him because he hasn't done much this year. Right. But he's a player, and you saw it last night, when you put him in good situations, he produces. He's extremely quick. He's a good runner, very good out of the backfield as a receiver. And the thing is about ranking in this situation was that I was looking at what the coach was saying. I was looking at uh, Jeremy Fowler, who is an ESPN beat writer for the Steelers. For some reason, he said that, he tweeted out kind of cryptically that he's that Kenyon Drake was going to get big run, but didn't really ex- expand on that, and so we don't know why the the Pittsburgh beat writer has this information, and we're not getting anything from the Arizona beat writers. Um, so I did move him up a little bit, and that's how I how he ended up at twenty seven. You know, obviously he should have been quite a bit higher, but we didn't know that he was going to play this much. The other issue is that the matchup was terrible. I mean, coming into the game, the Forty uh, ers were number two in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs had been you know other than christian mccaffrey nobody had really gotten anywhere on him but i guess christian mccaffrey and the the panthers showed how they can run by spreading them out stretch stretch plays edge plays and that's what uh, the cardinals did and you saw the results and i just want to go back with with drake um there's a, a his game logs from 2017 to 2018 i don't know there's probably 12 games here where he saw at least nine carries and in those games, he averaged uh, 14.4 half PPR fantasy points, um, 14 carries, 66 yards rushing, 4.66 yards per carry, a third of a touchdown, 3.7 catches, 30 yards receiving, 0.17 touchdowns receiving. So that's what we sort of saw last night, um, what he's able to do when he's actually given the workload. And you know, I think the big question now where, where does this backfield head moving forward? And we have Chase Edmonds with a hamstring injury. It sounds pretty bad. So he might be out a while. Uh, David John, They just cut uh, Alfred Morris, which indicates that maybe David Johnson will be back next week. And if that's the situation, then I think we're going to end up seeing uh, maybe a 60-40 split between these two. And it, depending on how Drake does versus Johnson, um, Drake might end up seeing uh, more more touches. I mean, Johnson is obviously the, the number, number one running back there, but... Um, Drake looked really good last night against a really tough defense, so I think he's earned uh, some snaps there for the Cardinals. And I, the one question I have is, you know, do they let 
Johnson get fully healthy because he's had a back injury and he had an ankle injury? Uh, do they sit him out and, and let him rest and get fully healthy and let Drake uh, carry the load for a little while? All right, so Kenyon Drake had a nice game. Kyler Murray had a very good game, scored 20-plus points. But that's about it for the Cardinals, unless you started you know, Andy Isabella, who had one catch for 88 yards and a touchdown, or Keyshawn Johnson, who had two catches for 22 yards but also had a, a touchdown. Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald were non-factors, and Fitz, John, over the last couple of weeks has been a no-show. Yeah, Fitzgerald is definitely tailing off here, especially with Kirk getting back into the offense. I think Kirk is the number one receiver there, although he only had two catches for eight yards on five targets. He was the most targeted receiver, and he had good um, – workload in the previous two games so I wouldn't panic I wouldn't panic on him I think he's the the, the number one option in the passing game um, and he does carry the ball once in a while he did have one catch for eight yards so I wouldn't panic on Kirk uh, Fitzgerald is t- kind of turning into a wide receiver four wide receiver five at this point all right moving over to the 49ers Jimmy G had his best passing game Arizona d- defensively has not been great as we know, four touchdowns for Garoppolo. There's questions about whether or not he could be, you know, the thing that holds a still unbeaten 49ers team back. But at least for one night, he, he quelled those doubts. He went off. Uh, and then also tried to hit on Aaron Andrews uh, at after the game, John, which I thought was weird. I, I, initially when I heard it, I'm like, oh, there's more there. Because I figured Aaron Andrews, the way she kind of moved on and, hey, happy Halloween. I, I thought maybe there was something there. But it uh, turns out Garoppolo was just – I guess he was feeling himself a little bit, John. So uh, your thoughts both on the four-touchdown game by Garoppolo and then his game after the game. Yeah, I, that was a weird a weird scene. Um, I think maybe he, it just kind of slipped out, uh, and I don't think he meant anything. by Like you said, I think he's just feeling really confident and uh, maybe a little saucy, um, and the endorphins were running a little bit. And um, – he, the, the word baby slipped out, but, uh, you know, she's a married woman, so I th- didn't think it was real cool. She's uh, married to a hockey player, ex-hockey right. player, and uh, that, that that gentleman might have some words for Jimmy G at some point. We'll see. I would think so, yeah. I just, I just don't think you should hit on uh, married women, especially on uh, national television, but no. that's just me. Uh, so, rules, to, rules to live by here at 4 for 4. Yeah, this was a, a kind of an upside-down game for the 49ers to be so successful t- through the air. Uh, four touchdowns through the air, zero uh, on the ground. Usually they are pretty even split in terms of their touchdowns. I mean, is not a big touchdown guy, and the running game typically has a lot of touchdowns. And that's why Tevin Coleman um, was such a dud. Uh, Matt Breda had a, ended up with a better game. He had 15 carries for 78 yards, uh, two catches for 14 yards. Uh, Coleman did have a touchdown that was called back due to a hold, I believe, on uh, George Kittle. Um, but, you know, looking forward with this team, Manuel Sanders looks like an every week start. I mean, he's got good rapport with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and he had nine targets, which led led the team, which is kind of a surprise. Usually Kittle leads the team in targets, but uh, those two are going to be uh, pretty regular starts, I think, in this passing game. And after that, it gets really dicey with Devo Samuel and Dante Pettis and Kendrick Bourne and all those guys. So um, if you've if you got Sanders, you got to be feeling good. you got Kittle, you got to be feeling good. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo, you got to be feeling good. Good enough to call uh, a married woman baby on national television. I, I, I guess so. Let's do some sneaky starts now for week nine. You listed Jimmy G as a sneaky start. So how about you talk about Derek Carr and uh, Sam Darnold, who I guess you, you no longer think is seeing ghosts. Well, he probably, if he can hit the ghosts between the numbers, he'll probably complete some passes. <laughs> this week. I, have, I have Carr higher. I think Carr is like a low-end QB1 this week against Detroit. I mean, Darius Slay coming back might 
downgrade him a little bit if he's healthy, but the Lions have just been getting absolutely flamed by quarterbacks in recent weeks. They gave up 332 yards and four touchdowns to Daniel Jones, uh, three for 37 and four touchdowns. I'm sorry, 337 and four touchdowns for Kirk, to Kirk Cousins, 283 and two touchdowns to Aaron Rodgers in the last three games. Uh, he's got a hamstring injury, Darius Slater, so uh, I don't know uh, how he's going to be, if he's going to be 100% when he comes back. Uh, Carr has been pretty decent lately, uh, 285 yards and three touchdowns last week, 293 yards and two touchdowns the week before. He had 229 and no touchdowns against Chicago, which is a tougher matchup. And then he had 189 and two, and then 242 and two. Uh, so, you know, two plus touchdowns in four of his last five games. He's got Tyrell Williams. I'm going to start calling him touchdown Tyrell Williams, if that's okay. He's caught a touchdown every game as a Raider this season. Um, and, you know, with Darren Waller at uh, tight end, I mean, this is a pretty good passing attack right now, and I think Carr could play uh, and, and put up a nice a number for fantasy owners who need to stream a quarterback this week. And then Darnold, it's it's mainly a matchup play against the against the Dolphins. They're 30th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Um, I'm not, like, super confident in Darnold, uh, but he should be able to get right in this game against the Dolphins. Uh, they've given up two touchdown passes to uh, Mason Rudolph, Case Keenum, and Josh Allen in the last three weeks, and that's why they have that 30th adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. So Darnold should have a, a decent week as well. All right, we talked about Jalen Samuels, who looks like he's going to be a, a nice start for the Steelers with both James Conner doubtful and then Benny Snell out. Let's talk about Adrian Peterson and Mark Walton. What do you like about their matchups this week? Well, Peterson is still uh, the bell cow there. Uh, Darius Geis is not too back until week 11 at the earliest. Uh, Chris Thompson just was ruled out. Uh, so you're dealing with Peterson there and Wendell Smallwood. And uh, Buffalo sort of has a run funnel defense plus the Redskins want to run uh they've been really running the ball a lot under uh Callahan so uh Peterson has touch counts of 25 20 and 16 in the last three weeks uh the, the running game was surprisingly effective against the Vikings 103 total yards uh for for Peterson there so um he's got a high ankle sprain but I think he, you know he's able to gut it out and play on Thursday night and he's had 10 days to to get as healthy as possible. I think he had set out a couple days this week so even a few more days to to get healthy um and they gave up uh the Bills did 235 total yards and three touchdowns to Philadelphia running backs uh and a combined 4.72 yards per carry to opposing backs in the last three games. So just the strength so to speak of the, of the Washington Redskins. Uh, matched up with the weakness of the Bills. I think they want to run the ball. If they can keep it relatively close, they will. Um, Mark Walton should be the RB1 in Miami. Uh, Kalen Balazs has done almost nothing other than vulture touchdowns. Uh, and Kenyon Drake is out of the way. The Jets are 15th in just fancy points allowed to running backs, but Walton should see 15 to 17 uh, touches there in that offense. And sometimes that's all you need is a sneaky start to get 60, 70, 80 yards and, and maybe a couple catches to get you over 10 to 12 uh, PPR fantasy points. So I think Walton's a sneaky start as well. At wide receiver, I see that you're going to the well once again with Kenny Stills. What keeps you bullish after he posted a three-catch, 22-yard performance last week? It was kind of a weird game for him. Usually he's among the, the weekly leaders in air yards and just wasn't last week. Uh, his average depth of target um, was just 5.0 yards per target in week eight. Normally he has a 13.2 uh, depth of target. So uh, it just was a strange game. And I think, you know, he's playing 96% of the snaps. So he's out there running all those routes. I think they're going to hit him uh, for a couple long ones. And 
looking at the Jaguars that they've given the fifth up the fifth most 40 yard plus receptions, seventh most uh, 20 plus yard receptions. So I think uh, this is a week where uh, still should catch a couple deep ones. All right, then at tight end, you like Cameron Braid again. He went three catches, 32 yards on six targets last week. I imagine uh, with the total sitting in the 50s between that Buccaneers-Seahawks games, they, he should see a fair amount of targets again this week, right? Yeah, and Braid was Braid – was, I mean, fr- frankly, Braid was disappointing. I mean, you t- you picked up John o. Smith in our league, and I wanted him. <laughs> I'm and sorry. Bef- and then I picked up Braid, and I lost by four. So well. – if I had picked up Smith, if I had been a little bit more active on the waiver wire instead of doing my job <laughs> while you're doing whatever you're doing during the day, lounging I would have around. had Johnny Smith, yes, lounging around, picking up tight ends off the waiver wire. <laughs> I would have won again, you know, and I'm the defending champ in this league, and uh, I'm very disappointed in the whole situation. So I, I want to talk about Kenyon Brait and I'm, I'm, or Cameron Brait, and I want to call him out, and I want him to have a good game this week because I need him again. Um, I have Chris Herndon on my bench with Ryan Griffin. Those are my tight ends right now. So Bray needs to step up, and he needs to step up this week. This is more of a plea than an actual sneaky start. But, yes, he had 41 uh, routes last week for, uh, per uh, uh, PFF. Uh, he had the six targets, so that's what you want to see. He's a known touchdown catcher, uh, just like Cliff Kingsbury is a known liar. Uh, Cameron Bray is a known <laughs> touchdown, touch, uh, touchdown catcher. Uh, and then you look at the Seahawks. They're 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. They've given up six to, for 65 and a touchdown to Austin Hooper, three for 47 and a touchdown to Ricky Seals Jones, and seven for 136 uh, to Gerald Everett in the last within the last four weeks. I'm hoping Break can get me like five for 50 and a touchdown this week. I love how you're just willing willing him. It's good. I'm putting the positive energy game. out in the in the atmosphere. I don't blame you. We're getting into it's November now. I mean, you got to do it. Uh, any streaming options on defense this week? Yeah, I highly recommend Kevin's at Lucal Streaming Defense's article. His model this week likes the Jets, uh, Panthers, and Eagles. Uh, the Jets have the Dolphins. Uh, the Panthers have the Titans, I believe, right? And then uh, the Eagles uh, have Mitch Trubisky and the uh, the Bears coming to town. So he likes those three. Um, Buffalo is the top play according to my rankings, but they're only available at 23% of Yahoo League, so they're not out there on a lot of waiver wires, but uh, Cleveland is streamable at Denver. Uh, they got Brandon Allen now at quarterback. Uh, so Cleveland should have a good day, even though that game's on the road. Dallas is also on the road, but uh, Danny Dimes is kind of turnover prone. Uh, they've had uh, Dallas has had two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, so that defense should be rested and ready for Jones. And then uh, Seattle at home against Winston, uh, even though Winston should have a pretty good fantasy day, with a lot of yards and touchdowns and stuff. He, he's also a threat for three interceptions and a couple fumbles so um <laughs> i think seattle at home even though they're not what they were defensively uh that game at home i think sets up pretty well for that defense all right great stuff john as always don't forget if you use that code tmap at four for four you will get 25 percent off any rest of season subscription the prices have been reduced but you get an additional 25 percent off if you use that code uh, tmap and if you go to john's twitter page and click on that link, bit.ly backslash John, and that's all in caps at the back there, T-M-A-P-J-O-H-N. That's all in caps. Uh, John gets a little kickback as well. For John Paulson, I'm Anthony Stoltz. We'll see you next time on 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast. I'm concerned with settling the score. I could stop crying.